0: Amen. All right, let's get to the word and let's see what God has for us today. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Hopefully when you came in, you got one of these um, uh, cards or hopefully you got it in the mail. If you did not get one when you came in, we have plenty at the desk. Uh, These are agreement cards. Everybody say agreement Sunday. Okay, now that was, y'all were all amped up a few minutes ago, and then I talked about giving, and now you're back at like 63%. All right, let's, let's ramp it back up. Come on now. Everybody say Agreement Sunday. Agreement, agreement Sunday. Agreement Sunday is next Sunday, all right? It's January 8th, one week from today, and we are going to talk about the prayer of agreement. Um, I just realized, I changed, there you go, thank you. Um, that's going to bother me if that's off i tell you what, everybody stand up on your feet. I'm going to restart my sermon in just a second. I'm going to go fix something in the back. Amen? Y'all don't don't mind if I fix something. Amen? Uh, Stand up on your feet. Find four or five people and greet them and tell them Happy New Year. Amen? Find four or five people and tell them Happy New Year. Amen. All right, are you there? All right, let's turn to Matthew chapter 18. Verse 19, Matthew 18, verse 19. It says this, again, I say to you that if two of you, everybody say that out loud, say two of, two of you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. Everybody say, it will be done. It will be done, will be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is Jesus talking, and he's outlining for us something super. Super important. Now, there are many different types of prayer. Sometimes when, we, when I teach on this, and I may do this Wednesday, because Wednesday is, is a night where we actually do corporate prayer, I may go through and, and teach a little bit on, on those different types of prayer. And I think it's a good refresher as we go into the year. <clears throat> a lot of people, a lot of Christians think, well, there's just, there's just prayer. Well, prayer has many different facets. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians, it says, <coughs> Praying always with all types of prayer. There's different types of prayer. You, you, there's, there's supplication where you make heartfelt requests. There's the prayer of dedication and consecration. You know, Jesus prayed that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, you know, uh, Lord, if this is your will, let it be done. If, if not, take this cup from me. In other words, I don't really want to do this. Some of you have things you don't really want to do. Come on, it's okay to be honest. Things you don't want to do. But you say, Lord, let it be your will. Let it be your plan. But you know, you don't have to pray just to give you for instance. Thank you, Brother Mike. You don't have to pray that prayer about everything. You know, I I know God's will in several areas of my life. I know Philippians 419, my God shall supply all my needs. So I'm not praying, Lord, if it's your will to supply my need. I know if I have a genuine need, I'm not talking about my cell phone. I mean, if I need one, I don't have to have an iPhone 14. I'm thankful that I have one, but I don't have to have one. Amen. I don't, I don't have to have, I mean, I've been joking about my car. Eventually I'll get a new car, but right now my car's working, baby. It thing's working. thing's running great. It's a Toyota, man. I mean, I'm, I'm nearing 300,000 miles. I'm going to drive it and drive it and drive it. I'm going to put good tires on it. I'm going to make sure the brakes work. I'm going to make sure everything, Hey, but if I've, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 if it's a need, but i tell you what, here's what I know. You ready? When my car is no longer viable and it's a need for me to get a new car, God's got that need already covered. I know that. So I don't have to pray, Lord, if it's your will for me to get a new car. I need it to transport. I need it to do. I need to do ministry. If I'm going to go pray for someone at the hospital, i got to get there. I've got to get there fast. I've got to transport my kids. You see what I'm saying? It is a genuine need. Do I need a Rolls, Rolls Royce today? How many of you would like to have one? Actually, I don't really want to work. I would like maybe a Tesla or something like that. But I don't have to have a Tesla. I'd like to have one, but I don't have to have one. But I need a car. I know whether it's a Tesla or something else. There's actually another car I got my eyes on. I'll tell you all later. <laughs> but but it's, it's, not, it's not like it's not a fancy car, but it is, it's, it's a nice car. But whatever it is, I, that is a need, and I know that need is met. So my point is I don't have to pray, Lord, if it's your will. I know... God's will is to supply my needs. We could say the same thing about uh, health and well-being. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Everybody say that out loud. Say, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. You're not, you know, that's, a, that's a, a, a different way of thinking than what most modern churches will teach us. But you actually were healed when Jesus died on the cross. Healing was supplied for you. Maybe this might help you understand a little bit better. Healing was supplied for you at that moment. By Jesus stripes, you were. Is that past tense or present tense? Some of y'all were struggling with that. you're like, well, pastor, it's been a while since I've been in uh, elementary school. I'm not sure. It's past tense, which means if you were healed, you are healed. Healing was provided for you. So then why are people sick? Well, I, that, that's a whole another two or three, four-part sermon I could get into. But in the short of it, what you have to realize is, is that most of us do things in our life or allow things in our life that, that uh, go against God's word. Which is kind of what I want to talk about today. That when you're dealing with the prayer of agreement and understanding the prayer of agreement and understanding how it works, you have to understand that it, we can all stand here next week. Pray and agree, stand in faith together for things that you're gonna write down on this card and uh, you can do all of that and then undo it as fast as you do it. If you don't understand how how it works and how the things of God works and how faith works, you can undo it just as quickly. Now, um, just to give you some testimonies, we have, uh, I heard one today, I'm gonna have them possibly testify next week, a really, really cool testimony. Uh, This Agreement Sunday is one of those times where you write something down and you see God do miraculous things. Now, I, I'm for you having goals, but, but my, I actually got uh, four different areas of focus. I've never done this before. We, we've been married uh, eight years, and I've never, I've never had this before in our marriage or since we've had kids. Uh, but the Lord gave me four areas of focus for my family. Now, those are areas of focus. They're not areas I need to put on here. They're areas that I have control over, that God was, was prompting me. These are areas you need to uh, work on and prove on and, and, and so on and so forth. So what am I putting on the agreement card? I'm putting on the agreement card things that, that are not just goals, not just vision oriented, but things that I need God to help me with. Things that are beyond my capability or my wife and I's capability to do. Things that are big. Everybody say dream big. big. Say this. Say ask big. big. uh, uh, Turn to Ephesians 3.20. Let's just look at it because this is something that I wanted uh, us to look at. Oh, I went right past it. Of course, I'm pulling this from memory. I hope I've got the right. Yes, Ephesians 3.20. Now, this is the end of one of Paul's prayers. Good job, guys, in the back. Y'all got it on the screen already. This is one of Paul's prayers that, he pray, that he's praying over the church at Ephesus. Now, anytime you see Paul or, or any of the other apostles who wrote the New Testament, uh, they, write, they wrote these letters, you can put your name in there, all right? Now, this is the end of the prayer, but if you go back and you read Ephesians chapter 3, the whole second half of that chapter, he's praying over that church. And he, he's praying that God will bless them, God will increase them, that God will open the eyes of their understanding, that God will show them things. And then he ends it this way. He says, now to him, and notice that's a capital H. This is talking about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now to him, who is able? Everybody say, he's able. Amen. Now notice how this is worded. He is able to do abund- exceedingly. Everybody say exceeding. What does that mean? Over and above, exceeding your expectations. That when you walk into a blessing of God, that it's better than you even thought it would be. This is why I'm telling you to put things on your agreement card that are above and beyond what you would do. Because you could dream up for yourself, but say, you know what? I'm going to ask God and believe God for even bigger. That's why, I mean... For like one, one of the things for the, the church that I'm believing for, for, for our church, was we do a personal card and we do a church card. And the church card, I, I'm believing for, this is going to sound, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you today because I need your faith to hook up with mine. And I'm going to tell you the number that I'm believing for. All right? Now... Some people have opinions about attendance and church attendance, and it's not all about numbers. I agree with you. But I also believe that this is the greatest thing, that the greatest story that's ever been told, the greatest book that's ever been written. It's a handbook for a profitable living. And I want, there's an, there's a, there are hundreds of thousands of people around Columbia that aren't going to church anywhere. And they might as well come to a good one. Amen? So I'm believing, and I, you don't even know, need to know what our current attendance is. But I'm going to tell you, I'm believing that this year, this is big faith. You ready? I'm believing this year, we hit 250 in attendance. Now, I'm believing for that because I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know how we're going to do it in the natural. I don't. I don't know. But I can't get that number out of my heart. I mean, when I go to write down what I'm 150, no, 200 would be, no, 250, I don't, if, if, if it's a God thing, wh- listen, I heard this statement and I think it's great. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. In other words, God knows how to pay for what he orders. You never have to worry about God going to a restaurant and not being able to pay the bill. If he orders something, he knows how to pay it. So what am I trying to tell you? That we're going to believe for exceeding, now the next word on here is say, abundant. Now, to him, to Jesus Christ, to our Lord and Savior, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now, notice this. According to the power that works in us. Now, this is important for you to understand because as we've talked about the prayer of agreement and faith and how faith works, there's power at work in you by the Holy Spirit that you tap into when you, when you live by faith, when you walk by faith, when you access faith. What is faith? Faith. Faith, Hebrews 11.1 tells us, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me say it again, because some of you might might be new around here, you might not have heard me quote that scripture before. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, Hebrews 11.1, and it is the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I have not seen. Now, how many of you, when you... Go to Krispy Kreme, and you order your donuts. It was good, Holy Ghost glazed. See, I told you I'm about to make lifestyle change tomorrow, so you know, woo. <laughs> go give me a donut today because I start tomorrow. I start to start on Monday, not start today. You know. I think we're gonna go to somewhere real good for lunch, like Texas Roadhouse or something. Y'all don't come try to, to try to eat with me now. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stuff my face today. I'm gonna go. I'm going to eat all the rolls. I'm going to do it all. Then go get a donut for dessert. Go buy a marble slab. Get some ice cream. I don't even know. How did I get off on that? What was I? (laughs) When you go and order your donuts at Krispy Kreme or wherever, right? Before you get your donuts, after you pay, they give you a receipt. And you know sometimes now they do digital receipts or whatever but for the sake of conversation let's pretend you get a physical receipt now the reason that physical receipt works is it's what? It's evidence or proof that you bought said donuts and if they uh, come behind the counter and they hand you a box and you ordered a dozen but they give you a six count, what do you do? You hold up your receipt and you say no, uh, excuse me ma'am I appreciate the six donuts but I ordered 12 and you hold up your receipt. Your receipt is your evidence that what you had not seen a few minutes ago and what you still have not seen to this moment because they only gave you six, not 12, that you paid for 12. And so faith says, I have received now. Now think about salvation with faith just as a, as a baseline, because that's where your faith begins. Faith starts with salvation. What do you do? You believe That a God you have not seen sent a son you did not see to the earth who lived a perfect life, who died on the cross, who rose from the grave. Think about how that story just in the natural is like, whoa, God did that. You believe everything that's in this Bible. That's where your faith begins is believing in Jesus, a God you cannot see. Now, if you're really saved, no one can talk you out of it. They'll come up and they'll say, now, are you, are you, uh, do you you believe in God? And you say, yeah, I do. Well, why? And you might can give them reasons and try to give them substance to give all that. And they'll say, well, how do you know you're saved? And you'll say, I, I know. I, I know, I know. You know how you know? Romans tells us that the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. That the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and deals with you inside. And you know on the inside, I am saved. That is where faith begins. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So when, the, when I know God's will, what's God's will? That all be saved, that none perish. And so I know and I understand, okay, wait a second now. Uh, I don't know what's happened around me, but God's got me. That's where faith begins. Faith starts at salvation. So you, you are walking by faith in this life. Or you're supposed to walk by faith in this life. We are to walk by faith. Everybody say, it, say I'm going to walk by faith in 2023? I don't know what you did last year, but it's not last year, it's this year. I don't know what happened before, and if you fell off the bandwagon and you didn't really serve God, I don't care, and God doesn't either. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's time for you to set your focus and set your sights on, I'm going to serve God with all my heart, all my mind. I'm going to do it. Everybody say, I'm going to do it. So what do we know about the prayer of agreement? As I've already stated and just kind of tried to, you, you can really teach on faith the whole year. But to, to dive in, it's a, it's a prayer of faith. Okay? Now, uh, you're going to believe that what we've asked for is already done. Now, just to look at this a little bit. The word there, uh, can you put back Matthew 18, 19 on the screen? The word, again, is a, uh, it means... A new renewal. Uh, furthermore, over. and then uh, he says, "I say unto you, I say." That original Greek word means to say, to speak, to affirm. Everybody say affirm. In other words, Jesus is saying uh, uh, again. I'm going to repeat this to you. We don't know how many times he repeated it before, but I'm going to reaffirm to you that this that I'm about to say, that I'm about to speak, that uh, that I'm about to advise or command. That because if two of you agree together, all right, now this part where it says two of you, notice that it's not one. You can't pray the prayer of agreement with just you. Amen? Two of you. So if two, uh, you have to have two for the prayer of agreement. Uh, Go back to 19 for me. Just leave 19 up there because I'm breaking it down. All right, two of you. Everybody hold up two. Takes two. Can it be more than two? Sure, but it has to be two. Now, uh, you might ask, okay, well, you're going to pray with me next week. We're going to do the prayer of agreement. I'm going to put things on my card. Don't you need to know the card? I don't have to know the card if you're in line with God's will. You can't ask God just in general. Any type of prayer is not going to work if it's outside of God's will, outside of God's purpose. That's why I started with faith begins where the will of God is known. So you need to get scriptures to support what you're asking God for. Now, this has to do with anything. And you don't only have to do the prayer of agreement on the second Sunday of the year like we do it. Uh, this year, we actually, it was like September, I think. Um, no, it might have been October. Uh, my wife and I, we stood in agreement in our kitchen. I printed something out. We stood in agreement in our kitchen, and we prayed the prayer of agreement in October. But there's, there's a, 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 a special time at the beginning of the year where we've dedicated as a church, and I really feel like there's an anointing, there's a power of God associated with that when we all come together. And again, we're going to share some testimonies. I'm excited for you to hear. I mean, I could tell you the house we're in, if you, if you were here last year, I already told that story, I don't have time to tell it all again today. But the house we're in, it was on our agreement card, and that year, boom, God did it. God, God, God put us in the house we're in. Um, the, the, the wife that I have was on my agreement card. On my agreement card, I believed God for a wife. When I was single, didn't have anybody, was dating a bunch of losers, I was. Hopefully they're not watching online or anything. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they're great for somebody else, but they weren't for me. I meant losers for me, amen, losers for me. Seriously, though, they're great people, great people. Except for the one that tried to kill me. I don't like her. She can, I'm just kidding. Nobody tried to kill me. For real though, I was dating this girl one time. This is a funny story. Since I mentioned that. You can take that verse down because now I'm like way off track. But I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. So uh, real, real talk, I was dating this girl and she was a little loony. And uh, my friends didn't like her. And so, um, and so I, was, I, I was trying to, to, to end things with her. Finally, we, we, broke, we broke it off. And uh, my friends told my family back home. Now, I didn't know this, so they came back home to Florence. I'm up in Clemson at school, and they, they tell my, my, my sisters, who then, of course, told everybody in Florence. My friends told them, they said, oh, well, you heard what happened with her, right? And they're like, you know, they're, I mean, they're girls. They love gossip. So they're like, no, no, i did not hear What'd she do to my brother? And they're like, oh, well, he was taking a shower, and she plugged in an a, a, a iron and threw it in the shower to try to electrocute him. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. We were never even in that same vicinity while I was in a shower. Never happened. And this whole rumor spread through that I was dating this girl that tried to kill me. Never happened. So thankfully, I never dated anybody that crazy. Amen. But I did date some wrong choices. But... When I got serious about who am I going to date, who am I going to marry, uh, who's going to be the one for me, I knew God had called me into full-time ministry, God had called me to pastor, I knew all that. You need to pray and believe for the right one no matter what, but especially if, if this, is, this is not, you know, for the faint of heart. you got to have the right one. How many of y'all believe I got the right one? Amen? So, so what am I telling you? This, this prayer of agreement works. It works. So let's back, break it down. Let's keep breaking it down here. All right, so we looked at it, right? Again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree, everybody say agree, Agree. on earth. You have to be on earth. You cannot agree with an angel. You cannot agree with God. He's actually saying that it matters for you to find someone of like faith and agree with them, to hook up your faith with them. Now, I don't know if I finished my statement about whether I need to know your card or not. There are some people that come and tell me specifically, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you don't have to. Like, they might say, hey, we're really believing God for for this, you know, like a job or a career or whatever. That does help me because as I continue to pray, I can pray along those lines, but I don't have to know. The majority of cards, like I think that was two years ago, I think last year no one told me anything, which is fine. I don't need to know. What I need to know is, is that when I lay hands on that card with you, my wife and I will be here, we're going to stand right here, we're going to do a prayer line, you'll come through the prayer line, we're going to lay hands with you, Uh, in your family on those cards. You can do a card for your whole family or you can do a card for each kid. You can do a husband and wife card and then a family card. I don't care. But if you're going to do the prayer of agreement, you need to have two people on earth touching anything. Now, I believe personally the strongest form of agreement is with a husband and wife right? And then the second highest, I think, would be between a pastor and the church. Because if you think about how God ordained things, how God orchestrated things, he said that he built the church in the way that he did and that the church is his bride. So God is connected to the church and the church is connected. We're all the church and the local church is where we flow through that. And so uh, he put pastors to help shepherd the people. And so it's a very strong form of agreement for me to agree with you on what you're believing for. Which is why I'm telling you, don't believe small. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, think, or imagine. I don't know if I, did I finish reading that? I never even finished reading that. Let me finish reading it. Because you got to get the whole verse here. I know I'm in the middle of Matthew 18, 19, but we're just flowing today. Is that okay? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So you have to ask, and you have to recognize that God's able to do more than you can even think. According to the power that works in us. I did finish reading it, I just didn't harp on the ask or think part. Ask or think. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. Everybody say above. All that you can ask or think. All right, let me finish this. Now, Matthew 18, 19. That they shall ask. All right, so we've broken this down. You need two. Everybody say two. You need two people. You need to agree. Everybody say agree. Agree. You have to be on earth. Everybody say on on earth. Say touch it. You have to touch something. You have to touching anything it says. Then it says this. That they shall ask. Anything that they ask, or the King James says that they shall ask. You have to ask. The, the book of James, James, who um, was Jesus' brother, he said, hey, uh, you have not because you ask not. And he says you don't uh, receive because you ask amiss. In other words, you ask incorrectly. You can't actually ask incorrectly. My kids ask incorrectly all the time. We've been really working on that with Josh, my two-year-old. I mean, he'll come up, and, and he's, he's got a little demanding. Working on it. He's the baby. So, you know, most of the time between dealing with Kaylee, our oldest, she just turned six, and Madison, when it gets to him, it's pretty easy for him to get his way. Anybody have three or more kids, you know, man, it's easy. When you get down to that, you just start, you know, okay, yeah, wh- whatever you need. Well, we realized we kind of developed a little habit where he wasn't saying please. He wasn't saying please. So we've been working on it. You can ask incorrectly. Josh has been asking incorrectly. Give me cheese does not work in the Clark household. May I please have some cheese will give you access to the cheese. But if you do not say may I please have some cheese, you don't get no cheese. No access to the cheese if you ask incorrectly. I don't know why I always use cheese. Our family really likes cheese. We have several types of cheeses in our house. We like cheese. We like, y'all do like the blocks of cheese, you cut it up, you know, and get like cheese and crackers. We do that. We got, you know, we, when we do grilled cheese, we do several types of cheeses. We really like cheese. So sometimes our kids will just eat cheese as a snack. Josh does not get the cheese if he does not ask correctly for the cheese. James says, You have not because you ask not. So one of the reasons we don't have what we believe, what we're believing God for is because we don't actually ask Him. Number two, because we ask incorrectly. Well, how do you ask correctly with the prayer of agreement? I've already told you. You need to have something uh, that you're believing for that you can attach Scripture to. That you can attach Scripture to. If you were to go through and look, um, we actually type out our agreement card because I, I really put a lot of depth and detail in there. I also believe it's important to be specific. If you're going to ask and believe God for something, be specific. Be be really specific. I mean, you know, if you're going to believe God for a bike, you know, I mean, He could give you a, a a pink tricycle. That's a bike. Well, I don't need a pink tricycle. I I'd, I'd like to have one, an adult bike, please, and one that doesn't look like a girl's bike. I, I'd like you know whatever color, and I'd like to have 12 speeds, and I'd like to have a little shock on it. Whatever. I don't need the. Uh, the, the things to go grinding on it, I don't need that, I'm not into BMX anymore, I just need a bike. I need a Schwinn or a, right? You, you start getting specific. What kind of bike do you need? If you're believing God for a job, how much do you want to get paid? What type of hours do you want? Let me give you a hint, you want Sundays and Wednesday nights off. Really, I mean, believe God for that. I, there are lots of people, in the, in the, and if you talk to them about it, they'll even say, oh, well, no, my job will never give me Sundays off. Well, if you keep talking like that, you'll never get Sundays off. Stop saying stuff like that. This is what I'm talking about. You get in where you, you start believing God for big things, and then you undo it with your mouth. You undo it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Start this year off. One of the things that, that, that you need to get in check is your mouth. Is your tongue. Is to speak in line with God's word. If you're going to believe God for something, speak in accordance with his word. Speak in alignment with his word. If you're going to believe God for a new job, then speak positively. Number one, thank God for the job you have. Don't don't go into this year ungrateful. Stop being ungrateful. Stop being un, you know, I mean, what you have, you have because God blessed you with it. But, but we have this, this societal thing that is, is glorified how well you can complain about things. Y'all know I'm right. It's glorified how well you can complain about things. And people complain without complaining. You know what I'm talking about? They put it on Facebook, you know, and they'll put it and they'll word it just right where you know they're talking about somebody. Mm, I love it when people say such and such and do such and such. And what they're doing, they're they're complaining about that type of person that they're dealing with, but they're trying to do it in a loving way. Just shut up. I am sorry, but I'm gonna, I want I want you got to fix this because you can stand up here, we can do all that we're going to do, take all the time to pray and fill out the card, come through the line and you will say I'm believing God for a job where I have Sundays and Wednesdays off and then walk out this room and still talk and speak like you're not going to get Sundays and Wednesdays off. Do you want it or not? Do you believe God can do it or not? Do you believe that Ephesians 3.20 will work in your life? Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think, if I can think it, then God can do better than that. And if I can think I need Sundays, yeah, give God some praise. If I need Sundays and Wednesdays off, God can actually do it. But if you don't really want it, you'll talk your way right back into where you are. And you'll stay there. You'll stay right there. Didn't you put your job on your agreement card? What, and, you, and you don't have to give me any details, but did you, did you put specifics? I haven't asked him this, so I could be wrong. But I mean, specific. Now, when the pandemic hit, you went back to school because you realized whatever you were, you were doing currently wasn't going to, the pandemic kind of helped you realize it's not going to work. You went back to school. Now, you finished school. Then you realize, man, I've got to believe God for the right job. See, this is where some of us mess up. Is we we have a, um, a situation that we're doing that we're going through. Like he went to school and you get out of school and you just think, well, no. Actually, ask God for what you know. The Bible says in Psalms that God will give you the desires of your heart. And, and you know, you know how I know, and I, I'm asking Josh to ask nicely. But you know how I know he wants cheese. It's not because I'm a mind reader. It's because it's a desire that's in his heart or his stomach. And he's, and he's letting it come out of his mouth. Daddy, I really would like some cheese. And I'm saying, well, son, if you want the cheese, I need you to ask this way. May I please have some cheese? And he does it and he rolls his eyes, which we're going to work on that later. But, but he gets it out. May I please have some cheese? And then he gets the cheese because he actually asks. Well, you know what? The first thing we had to deal with with all of our kids, if you have kids, you know you have to deal with this. You go through the uh phase. We got a bunch of Christians here, uh. uh. <coughs> Madison, I don't know what that means. I don't know. And I would, sometimes I would like to say it back to him I don't know what uh, uh means. And they can point, okay, I know somebody did something to you and you're upset about it. I know Kaylee or somebody upsets you. I can tell you're upset, but if you don't tell me what's wrong, if you don't get in your prayer closet, get down on your knees and tell God what you need from him, what you want from him, what's in your heart and actually ask him for it, his hands are tied. He's put a system together where he says, You ask, come to me. You know why? God is a jealous God. He wants the credit, and he deserves it. He wants the credit. He wants you to say, You know why I have what I have? That's why I I give zero credit to uh, uh, myself or my wife for the house we're in. God gave it to us, He kept it off the market kept it from whoever, there was somebody that had it. It came back on the market. There was no sign in the yard, no, no, um, uh, the real estate agent. It wasn't listed in the Columbia MLS. It was listed in the Sumter MLS. So no Columbia agents even knew about it. I don't even know how that happens. And God showed us the house and it's been perfect for us. But why? Because, because I, 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 I think God knew from day one because we did it with our previous house. I gave God credit for that one. So, so I'm going to do that with this one. I asked for it and I recognize I can't do this. God does it, man. It's already 12 o'clock. Praise God. All right. All right. I tell you what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about obedience, but I don't have time. And, and so here's what I want to do. Uh, because, and I'm asking internally, I don't, I don't feel a check in my, if I had a check in my spirit, I would just do it today, but I, I feel okay about, come next week, obviously you're going to come because it's agreement Sunday, but come expecting, I really want to break down the importance, you know, Isaiah 119 says, the willing and obedient will eat, willing and obedient, everybody say that, say willing, willing. and obedient, <clears throat> you can ask God for things, but you have to learn how to obey, and I want to talk about that, but let me finish Put, for, before we close, put Matthew 18, 19 back up there. Brother Darrell, if you'll come. Okay, so we've covered, I think I've sufficiently covered ask. Everybody say, I have to ask. Y'all see how we're breaking this down? Two of you agree. We're going to do that. We're going to agree. We're going to agree according to God's word. We're going to put his word uh, um, on the cards. We're going to believe in accordance with his word. <clears throat> Excuse me. Concerning anything that they ask, it will be done... For them, so I have the New King James. Could you guys put the King James up there? If you if you can't, just wave at me or whatever, and I can read it. But I'd like to see, for them to see. Okay, they said one second. I want you to see this from the King James. You know, it's good sometimes to look at different translations. I usually read from the New King James because because it uh, it takes out the these and thous and all that. But I like the King James. Here's where it says that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, as touching anything that they shall ask. So that's where it says touching. Then we're going to ask. Now, notice this last part. It shall, it shall, it shall be done for them. See, this is where the faith part comes in. This is where the walking by faith. Because you're going to come through with your card, and you're going to come through, and you're going to wait in line, and we're going to be singing, and we're going to be shouting, we might even do a little little shout, right? That's a white boy shout, by the way. It wor- it still works. It's still a sufficient shout. And you come through, you lay hands on the card, and we're going to pray. There might be tears, there might be all those things, and then you're going to leave. And what's on this card, unless there's, I mean, barring a miracle. What's on this card will not be waiting for you outside the door. Then when you walk out the door, you're going to walk by faith that what's on this card is done. That word shall is the strongest word that, that could be used in language at the time to convey it will be done. Not maybe, not might, it might be done. We know that everything with God is conditional on his word because he can't lie. So the only thing that would undo that shall would be our disobedience to his word, which is why I want to talk about obedience next week. But if you're in line with what we've talked about today, you're in line with God's word, it shall, everybody say it one more time, say shall be done. Done. This word means to become, to come into existence, to begin to be to receive, to come to pass, to happen like an event, to arise, to appear, to come upon the stage like a man appearing in public, to be made, to be made. If God has to make it, if God has to to make it happen, like, like furnish it, he'll make it happen. He'll make it come together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you something that God showed me this week because as I said that and as we end on this, everybody stand on your feet. <clears throat> Can you guys put Hebrews 3, Hebrews chapter 3 on the screens? in uh, King James or New King James is fine. Whatever you're in, just just put it there. uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse one. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So he's saying, consider Jesus. Now he goes on to talk about this. Go to verse two. Who was faithful to him that appointed him And as also Moses was faithful in all his house. So he's talking about the faithfulness of God. Verse three. Yeah, go to three. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had builded the house hath more honor than the house. Now look at verse four. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Now I want you to notice this. He that built all things is God. Do you see it? The King James, or New King James says, For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things, he who built all things is God. Now, flip it over to Amplified for me. AMPC. AMPC. Because you got to see this on the screens. For, of course, every house is built and furnished by someone But the builder, capital B, the builder of all things and the furnisher of all things, of all the entire equipment, is God. Amen. Oh, no clap just yet. Listen. In the building world, there are three main parts. There's an architect, planner, person. And the architect planner does the plans. Typically, it's it's never the same person who then builds it Then you bring in a builder a construction science person and the builder comes in and they take the plans from the architect And they lay them out and they take all the construction documents and they get all the people together all the contractors and everybody and they build the structure House building whatever it is. So you have architect you have builder then you have the interior designer Which may be you If you have a house, maybe you did that yourself You designed it, you said I like this couch I like this frame, I like this painting I like this type of uh, 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 knobs and I like silver or I like gold or whatever and you furnish the house or maybe if it's a a business they'll hire an interior designer and they'll come and they'll say this is how it needs to look Architect Builder Furnisher Architect Builder Furnisher Here's what God showed me this week from Hebrews 3. I was on vacation and I read this and I flipped over to the Amplified and I read the Amplified and God said, I'm all three. I'm all three. That when you go through this year, the plans I have for you, I'm also able to build them, to make them, to cause them to come to pass and then furnish everything you need All the inner workings, the entire equipment, look at how that's worded. The Amplified, what it does is it takes the, just like I did and I kind of expanded on Matthew 8 19, the Amplified does that in line in the text and it takes those words and it expands upon them. That word didn't just mean that God builds it, but he builds it and he furnishes it the entire equipment of what you need to do whatever God's called you to do in 2023. God's not only given you the plan, he's not only given you the architectural renderings, he's not only gonna build it, he's not only gonna tell you how to make it come to pass and help it come to pass, but he's gonna furnish it, baby. He's gonna give you everything you need to make it all come to pass, to make it all work together. Because that's what our God does. Lift your hands and give him some praise. Will you do it? God, we thank you. Lord, we praise you today. This is going to be a banner year. This is going to be an incredible year. God, I know you're going to move mightily on our behalf. Lord, that what, what you've put in my heart is just the cusp, just the beginning of the great things you have in store. And what you'll do for me, you'll do for them. What you've done for me, you're no respecter of persons, you'll do it for them. You love them just as much as you love me. And the best is yet to come. Everybody say that, say, the best is yet to come. I love y'all so much. I want to thank y'all for being here on this first Sunday of the year. I know the service, well, it didn't go that long, it's only eight minutes past. But, you know, what, what, what a phenomenal way to start the year in the presence of God. I believe that every single person in here, I can can sense the faith in the room. I believe every person in here, you didn't receive from me today, you received from God. And it's because you came in, you made a decision, I'm gonna start the year off in the house, I'm gonna come expecting, there was an expectancy in here today. There was an expectancy, I'm expecting things in 2023, I'm expecting God. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel bad about, there's an extreme to that. You can treat God like a vending machine, don't do that. But, but there is nothing wrong. Just like my children expect food, and shelter, heat and air, clothes. They expect those things from my, from, from my wife and I. I'm not mad at them because they expect that from me. I, I, I get, we get them the best we can get them. We, 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 we try. Man, we had Kaylee's birthday this week. We tried to supersede her expectations. We took her, y'all might have seen on Facebook or whatever, we took her horseback riding. It was great. We did all that, and we leave there. She would gotten a Claire's gift card. She, she's kind of getting that age. She's liking to buy her own stuff. So she gets a Claire's gift card, and, uh, and she didn't know we were going to do this, but we Googled where the nearest Claire's was, and to top off her birthday, we drove, parked in front of Claire's, and let her go in and buy her stuff. That if, if, if we are that way with our kids how much more exceedingly abundantly above all this is going to be I'm not one of those guys I mean I may one day but I'm not one of those guys that gives some big word for the year I'm not saying I'll never do that but I don't I don't have one but I do have what's on my heart and I do believe there's a thrust this year to be obedient. I, God's been dealing with me about that, about when he, when he tells me to do something and when he tells us to do something that we obey quickly, that we obey swiftly. And I be, believe there's a thrust for that. But uh, along with that, what, what happens? You eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient. So, so there's an expectancy this year to eat the good of the land that the things that you've been believing for and asking God for, you're one step of obedience away from, from eating the good of the land. I really believe that. And I believe this year will be the year that you see exceedingly, abundantly, that when you step into that, I'll be like, man, this is even better than I thought. I mean, I've been wanting to do this, and man, this is even better. I've been asking God for that, and this is even better. I wanted this for my kids, and look, they... I just wanted B's and I'm getting A's. I just wanted pass and I'm, now I'm getting more than pass. I'm getting, man, they actually love school. That's what I'm telling y'all. Believe God for things. If you're getting nowhere with your kids, stop trying to do it yourself and give it to God. That You have to do the part, but God, how do I do it? You have to parent. God will not parent for you, but He will help you parent. We've had to ask Him for help. Come next week. First of all, don't miss it. Ask off work. Take a shift from somebody else. Do whatever you can. If you absolutely cannot make it, I mean, just beyond your control, fill out the agreement card, and I'd rather do it, I I can do it during the week, but I'd rather do it during a service. If you absolutely cannot make it, we'll still pray with you, but I promise you the the thrust of what we're doing corporately will happen next Sunday and I, I would not miss it. Now, if you need more than one, like I said, there's no problem with you getting, if you have, you know, many of y'all have in your family, like eight kids and 10 total, get 11 cards if you want, brother, get one for every kid and then one for the whole family. If you want, you don't have to do that. You don't have to leave 11 cards. I'm just saying, I don't care. We have plenty of cards and I could print more if we need more. I want you to, the Bible says to write down, Habakkuk, write down the vision and make it plain so those that run with it may obtain the goal. You have to have it written down. And then we're going to touch and agree. Next week, January 8th, 10.30 a.m. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great service. Heavenly Father, let me say this. Hold on, before we pray. If you need prayer, I'm going to be down front. I am going to dismiss because of the time. But if you need to uh, rededicate your life or make anything right with God meaning that you need to, to get saved you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior I'm going to be down front and I'll pray that prayer with you today we'll give you a gift and we'll do all of that uh, if you need prayer for anything else I'll be down front I'll be happy to pray with you amen we pray and dismiss Heavenly Father God I thank you for everybody that's in this room today Lord my heart is full what an amazing way to start the year God, I thank you for everything you're doing, everything you're going to do. God, I believe this year is going to be amazing. This year is going to be incredible. And it's because of you. I'm I'm so glad we got to start off the first day of the year on a Sunday in your house, worshiping you in your presence. God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Keep everyone safe as they leave here. Bless them, watch over them, protect them, and keep them safe. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... I love you guys. Go blessed.